Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is March 17th. I'm Andrea Linares. These are today's headlines. Across America, drastic measures being implemented to try to blunt the coronavirus pandemic, orders to shelter in place, curfews, forced closures all hitting the U.S. Several new steps from the Trump administration asking Congress for billions in stimulus funds, unveiling new policies to increase testing and expanding access to telehealth services. And gun shops across the country are reporting skyrocketing sales in the last few days. We begin today with the coronavirus pandemic. In the U.S., cases are multiplying. Health officials now reporting more than 5,000 infections and President Trump laying out two new efforts being undertaken by his administration as part of the federal response to the spread. Let's get right to it with Fernando Pizarro covering the White House developments from Washington, D.C. Fernando, what can you tell us? Hey, good afternoon, Andrea. A lot of news from uh, Washington today from the White House because the president joined again this almost daily uh, task force uh, on coronavirus press conference at the White House. And today he said a lot of things. He said, first of all, that he knew this was a pandemic before it was called a pandemic, which is quite a radical change from what he had said about this whole issue uh, over the last few weeks. But he told Americans to stay home, not to travel unnecessary, and he asked states to follow the guidelines issued yesterday for the next 15 days, which is avoid discretionary travel, uh, avoid gatherings of more than 10 people, and avoid that people should avoid eating out or drinking out at public places. He also um, announced that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, would authorize expanded testing and also telehealth for Medicare beneficiaries. Let's hear what he had to say about this. Today, we're also announcing a dramatic expansion of our Medicare telehealth services. Medicare patients can now visit any doctor by phone or video conference at no additional cost, including with commonly used services like FaceTime and Skype, a historic breakthrough. This has not been done before either. In addition, states have the authority to cover telehealth services for their medical patients. The biggest news really could come to taxpayers because Secretary uh, Treasurer um, Steve Mnuchin uh, announced not only this package that he uh, that the White House is asking Congress to pass by the end of this week of $850 billion, which would be the third stimulus package to be considered by Congress only in the last uh, two weeks, but basically also that the White House is supporting some ideas coming out of Congress to give Americans, basically all taxpayers, a check of an amount that is still yet to be uh, disclosed and discussed by Congress, uh, all part of this package that would, could come within weeks. Because the idea by the White House is to put cash in Americans' pockets as soon as possible. As part of this as well, uh, they are considering a uh, deferring any payments to, uh, to the IRS, almost $300 billion in tax payments, basically telling Americans that you, want, you can file your taxes as normal. But if you happen to owe money to the IRS, you could defer up to $1 million in individual payments 
for the next uh, 90 days and 10 million in the case of businesses. This is, would be a huge uh, change for many uh, Americans who instead of getting money back from the IRS would have to pay money to the IRS. But again, we get back to this whole package that is stuck in Congress. The House had to repass again the bill that was passed this weekend giving um, uh, extended uh, insurance um, for unemployed people and, uh, and uh, paid uh, sick, day uh, sick days, but uh, it still has to be paid by, uh, passed by the Senate, and now the Senate would have to consider this new uh, request by the White House. Back to you, Andrea. Thank you, Fernando Pizarro, in Washington, D.C., for all those details. And across the United States, governments are implementing new restrictions on Americans going out in public to help curb the spread of the virus. This morning, with much of America shutting down... I mean, it's like a, a bad dream, isn't it? Like President Trump advising Americans to limit contact with other people, avoiding groups of 10 or more. Drastic measures now being enacted coast to coast. 15 states activating the National Guard. The San Francisco Bay Area issuing a shelter-in-place order overnight, urging nearly 7 million people to remain home for at least the next three weeks, except to buy food, medicine, and to exercise. I know today's order is a radical step. It has to be. We need to act now, all of us, to protect the public health. New Jersey becoming the first state to request a voluntary curfew, discouraging all non-essential and non-emergency travel from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. For those who do not need to be out, please, please, please just stay home. This as hospitals face a daunting uphill battle to meet demand with dwindling supplies. Our suppliers tell us we're within potentially two weeks of not being able to receive new supplies from them. As we understand it, less supplies are coming from China. Some supplies are still stuck on boats, but they're telling us that uh, within about a two-week period, that may start to be a critical issue for us and healthcare workers across the country. Restaurants also facing major challenges, new restrictions forcing establishments to close amid the coronavirus, leaving employees concerned. Meanwhile, many lives upended as phase one begins in the test case for a possible vaccine. The trial is taking place in Seattle. There will be two uh, injections, one at zero day, first one, then 28 days. Volunteer Jennifer Haller getting the first injection in Seattle, Washington, as part of that clinical trial. The vaccine still not expected to be available to the public for at least a year. COVID-19 also proving to be another struggle for the elderly, as retirement homes across the country are restricting all visitors for the safety of those that are most vulnerable. Now this is how many, like Christy Dees, visit their loved ones. It's the new reality countless families are facing across the nation. The governor of Florida is closing all bars and nightclubs for the next 30 days, and Maryland's governor is taking all vehicle emission inspection sites and turning them into drive-through coronavirus testing centers. Also, Amazon says it needs... Uh, 100,000 workers to help deal with the surge in online orders from people staying in their homes. The company now accepting only warehouse shipments of cleaning equipment, medical supplies and household goods to meet demand. And with me now to talk about the national response to the coronavirus crisis and the politics of it all is Chris Liu, a former senior White House aide to President Obama. Thanks so much for joining us today, Chris. Absolutely. 
So yesterday we heard a different tone coming from President Trump. He announced new recommendations with a sense of alarm, which he hadn't displayed before. This was what the president said on Sunday, actually. Let's listen. You don't have to buy so much. Take it easy. Just relax. People are going in and they're buying more. They, I remember, uh, I guess, during the conversation, Doug of Walmart said that they're buying more than they buy at Christmas. Relax. We're doing great. It all will pass. Chris, what do you think changed? I don't know what changed, but I'm glad that the president's tone has changed because the truth is he was taking this far too cavalierly. And I think you see that reflected in some of the public opinion polling where large numbers of his supporters say, you know what, this is not a big deal. They're not changing their habits in terms of travel or going to restaurants or being in large gatherings. We are in a public health crisis and every day makes a difference. It makes a difference in terms of uh, identifying uh, and responding correctly, but it also makes a big difference in terms of mitigating the economic damage down the road. A new NPR PBS NewsHour Marist poll found just 37 percent of Americans say they trust the president's messaging on coronavirus, while 60 percent say they have low to no trust in the president's message. Is this surprising at all? No, not at all. I mean, this is a president who just two weeks ago said that there were 15 cases and it was going to go to zero, uh, who called the attacks on him a hoax, uh, who's consistently said everything is under control. And I think what is so interesting is this kind of uh, 180, this kind of head spinning change in tone from him yesterday. And I think that's certainly a good thing. I mean, I think he, you know, his tone is now finally matching uh, the advice and recommendations of public health experts, as well as governors and mayors around the country. And ultimately, the president sets the tone. But it's so jarring to hear what he said yesterday versus what he said over the last couple of months about this. Now, these new guidelines are not mandatory. As someone who worked as a senior White House aide under President Obama during the Ebola crisis in 2014, should there be federal mandatory guidelines? Well, I don't know if there should be mandatory guidelines, but there needs to be consistency around the country. And uh, you have governors like Andrew Cuomo from New York who has said, look, it doesn't really make sense if one state's doing one policy and another state's doing another, another policy. We know that when you're dealing with a pandemic, it doesn't respect borders. And it's one of the uh, reasons why Governor Cuomo, as well as the governors from New Jersey and Connecticut, are trying to band together to come up with a common response. And that's sensible. And ultimately, the federal government needs to set standards. Now, understand that doing that, uh, there will be an economic impact. And I think uh, that's something that I think the president is smartly understanding, that a public health crisis comes before dealing with the economics of all of this. Oh, thank you so much for your time, Chris Liu. Please be safe out there. Thank you. And the Senate could take up the family's first Coronavirus Response Act today. The bill includes paid emergency leave for those affected, along with free testing. Monday night, the House passed a bill making technical corrections to the original stimulus package they passed last week. GOP senators say changes include speeding up cash for hard-hit small businesses. Officials are looking at several existing drugs to see if they could treat the deadly virus. One is 
chloroquine phosphate, a drug originally developed to fight malaria. Another one, remdesivir, an IV-based treatment originally created to help fight Ebola. But experts warn it's just too soon to know if any of the medications would be effective on a larger level. Studies are now underway. And back now to the city of San Francisco, California, sheltering in place for three weeks to slow the spread of the virus. Luis Mejid is right there in San Francisco with more details on this. Luis. Thank you. It never really happened before in the history of San Francisco. Uh, we're at the heart of the uh, financial district in the city, and uh, this is a very different morning from uh, the ones that you have any weekday. Uh, you can still see people around, you can still see uh, cars moving, but most, uh, almost everybody is sheltering in place. And not only in San Francisco, the same thing is happening in all neighboring counties. Almost uh, 7 million people are affected by the uh, public health order. The San Francisco mayor said in a press conference yesterday that the drastic measure is meant to slow the spread of the coronavirus. The order requires San Franciscans to uh, stay at home without exceptions, uh, actually with the exceptions uh, of essential outings, pharmacies, supermarkets, banks and gas stations will remain open. People will be able to go out to these places and they will also be allowed to to walk or jog, keeping a safe distance from each other. The mayor said there is no reason to panic. Police, fire and paramedics will remain on duty. Uh, life as we know it has changed in the city. You can still see, as I said, people uh, walking or jogging around. You can still see uh, cars moving, but definitely this is a very different uh, uh, from a normal day in the city. How long this will last? Well, it is hard to say. The city thinks that at least until April 7th, but things may change. And in fact, they're changing by the hour. Uh, every hour counts in the fight against the virus. Uh, the city may change that deadline of April 7th according to what the health authorities advise. This is all we have from San Francisco, from a very different San Francisco. Back to you now. It's definitely a fluid situation across the world. Thanks so much, Luis Mejid in San Francisco. And San Francisco's shelter-in-place measures may be drastic to some, but for experts, they're the difference between life and death. Gerardo Chao is with the Department of Population Health Sciences at Georgia State University School of Public Health. Thanks so much for joining us, Dr. Chao. Thank you for having me. You use predictive modeling to understand the progression of this outbreak. Based on that, is the Trump administration going far enough with their guidance, like recommending gatherings of less than 10 people and also telling people to avoid bars and restaurants? I think, yes. Uh, I think uh, the, the decision to establish strict social distancing measures makes a lot of sense for this highly infectious virus and also a virus that can cause a quite a bit of uh, mortality among those older than 60 years. Some disease models see a trajectory that could create a crisis similar to that in Italy, which has been horrendous with an overwhelmed U.S. healthcare system in about 10 days. Are we heading in that direction? I don't think so. I think uh, the measures have been taken um, on time, very timely. And um, I think we will be seeing in the next few weeks uh, reductions in the transmission rate, which will translate in a uh, um, lower number of cases, uh, lower number of hospitalizations. And uh, I think um, in the long term, we'll have to sustain social distancing until a vaccine becomes available. 
that term social distancing is now basically engraved in our minds. It's been very crucial also to, quote, flatten the curve. We hear that a lot. Can you explain what that means and why it's so important? Right. Although it would be very difficult to eradicate the virus because it's all over the, the world and we will have multiple introductions into this country, we can actually reduce our contacts. And by doing that, we can reduce the number of cases, the number of hospitalizations, and we can avoid an overloaded healthcare system when where you could have many cases needing hospitalization and not enough beds. So if we all contribute uh, with these social distancing practices, we can make sure that every single individual get, that gets very sick will have a bed in the hospital and will receive the treatment that uh, she or he needs to, to, save, to save her life or his life. Now, many people are wondering how long should we expect to social distance there at home with their kids? Two, three weeks, perhaps more? Um, perhaps a little more, probably at least two months. And then at that time, we'll have to assess the situation and make new decisions, maybe tailor social distancing uh, interventions to different places, depending on the incidence levels. And by time will tell, I think we are going in the right direction, but we all need to contribute. What would you say is the best and worst case scenario right now? Uh, the worst case scenario is we don't take this seriously and we can have uh, quite a bit of deaths, particularly among those older than 60. And we have an um, overloaded healthcare system. That's where we don't want to go there. I don't think we are going in that direction. The best case scenario, we have only a few number of cases per week and we are able to maintain the incidence levels for another 10 months or so. Um, and then hopefully soon after we will have a vaccine that will be able to protect those, um, the most vulnerable, the older people, those with comorbidities. And then we can vaccinate the remainder of the population and achieve uh, herd immunity so that the virus cannot um, find susceptibles in the population and, and we can stop transmission altogether. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Gerardo Chowell. And I just want to say thank you to all the doctors and nurses that are on the front lines basically risk, risking it all and doing so much in these trying times. Please take care. Thank you. The coronavirus emergency bringing out the worst in some people, though, with fake cures and email scams spreading. As a result, Attorney General William Barr now asking federal prosecutors to prioritize investigating those seeking to profit from the pandemic. Barr's announcement comes one week after the Department of Justice warned businesses against price gouging. Worldwide, the number of cases has surpassed 185,000 millions under lockdown in Europe. Germany threatening its precautionary, in other words, tightening its precautionary measures as Iran confirms its largest spike in cases in a 24-hour period. Lorraine Gassides has the latest on the coronavirus pandemic around the world. After refusing to take the action, Trudeau arguing a virus knows no borders, Canada now the latest country to deny entry to everyone except its citizens, permanent residents and for now, Americans. The level of integration uh, of our two economies and the coordination that we ha we've had uh, over the past while uh, puts the U.S. in uh, a separate category. In Germany, officials introducing sweeping new measures to stop the spread of the virus. 
virus. Temporarily restricting movement across its borders, shops will close, restaurants cutting their opening hours, and churches and mosques will stand empty under drastic steps that put Germans a step closer to a total lockdown similar to those implemented in Italy and Spain. In Spain, the police has been handing out fines to citizens roaming the streets not complying with traffic restrictions. In France, people can only leave their homes to go to work, buy basic necessities, seek medical help or exercise without meeting in groups. They are required to carry a signed declaration justifying their journey or risk being fined. And the minister of Monaco has tested positive in quarantine but without any major symptoms. In Hong Kong, health Health officials are using electronic wristbands to track travelers under quarantine. An app alerts police if any of them leaves their dwelling place. In Iran, the number of cases has soared. Checkpoints have now been established between Tehran and Qom, the epicenter of Iran's coronavirus outbreak. In a rare move, the establishment also closed the holy Shiite Muslim sites and shrines. In India, the Minister of Tourism announcing today the Taj Mahal is closing until March 31st. India has already suspended any new travel visas and imposed a two-week quarantine on everyone entering the country. Cruise ships are being quarantined off the coasts of the Bahamas, Brazil and New Zealand. Off the coast of Chile, more than 1,000 people are on board after health authorities confirmed two crew registered elevated temperatures. In the UK, experts are worried the health system might not be prepared to face a crisis. It's been underfunded for the last 10 years. Healthcare workers have been complaining for a long time that they are understaffed and have a shortage of beds. Back to you, Andrea. A very difficult situation. Thank you so much, Lorraine Gassetis, for that report. But first, some other news not related to this pandemic. Tom Brady, widely regarded as the greatest quarterback in history, says... He will not resign with the New England Patriots. The departure ends one of the most successful partnerships in sports. Brady becomes an unrestricted free agent tomorrow. People aren't just stockpiling toilet paper, water and hand sanitizer. Gun shops across America are reporting skyrocketing sales in the last few days. Salvador Duran tells us what's spiking that business. A large number of residents across the country are rushing to gun shops to purchase weapons. But they're finding themselves waiting for hours in long lines to start the process. Victor Tago says he doesn't mind the wait because in times of uncertainty, he needs one to protect his family. Well, it's just because of this, um, you know, there might be some panic here with, mm -hmm. with hoarding, and hoarding and there might be limited supplies, so it's just for precautions. Many stores in states like California, New York and Washington are reporting record sales. The owner of this shop in Burbank says he typically sells 10 guns on an average day. Now he's selling 50 or more. That's a 500% spike in sales. The manager of another store told us that people are buying the guns to keep at home in case the COVID-19 pandemic becomes chaotic. However, Alex Villanueva, LA's top sheriff, advised shoppers to be well informed about the danger of guns. Buying guns is a bad idea. Particularly, one, you have a lot of people now that are at home. Normally they're not cabin fever sets in, you got a crowded environment, people at home, 
Weapons are not a good mix. Have you decided on what kind of weapon you want to buy? Probably, I'll see what's available, but most likely a handgun. However, if you must have a gun, Sheriff Villanueva says to follow this advice. The people that have, have firearms, make sure they're locked properly, they're, they're secured, that no one who should not be having access to them has access to them, just to be a responsible gun owner. Some customers are telling us that they are buying guns now because they're afraid that the government will use some of their executive powers to limit and further restrict the sale of guns in the United States. We're in Bourbon, California. I'm Salvador Duran, U News. Coming up next, Bogota, now under a state of emergency. Learn why specialists are keeping a close eye on Colombia. But first, a look at a few more closures. Stores like Microsoft, Sephora, and 24-Hour Fitness all closing. The Kentucky Derby is being postponed until September, and the 2020 NFL Draft will happen, but without public events. More of you news after this short break. Imagine a daily newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the stories from home and abroad that matter to you. They don't know when they're going to be able to go back to work. Victims also from Mexico and this mass shooting. Officials in and out of the residence. We're going to continue fighting. Your News covers the news of your world and makes it easy to understand. Your News, your world, your news on Fusion. Welcome back to You News. Welcome back to You News. The coronavirus pandemic has the southern border on alert. Authorities in Mexico have canceled classes and large public gatherings, and many are even afraid to cross the border. Josie Garcia has the story. Erica Garcia and her mom often cross the U.S.-Mexico border, but today they only did it out of need. Like many, they're afraid of coronavirus. They had an important meeting at the immigration offices in Hidalgo, Texas, but they're taking every precaution. We clean our hands with gel, we cover our mouth, and we are mostly indoors. Many residents along the border with Texas and Mexican states of Tamaulipas, Nuevo León, and Coahuila are hesitant of crossing for fear of waiting in lines and being in crowded places. Like Neptali, who crosses three times a week for work. He says news of the outbreak is causing him anxiety. We're very afraid. You have no idea. We're about to lose our jobs. I'm a truck driver. Several school districts in Texas decided to extend their spring break for another week, while Mexican authorities canceled classes until April 20th. Along both sides of the border, large public events are canceled, and residents are urged to travel only when extremely necessary. We don't need to put ourselves at risk, and being among crowds, we have to be mindful. Like I've said, things are changing by the minute. At airports, like in the city of Monterrey, health officials are checking people's temperatures and asking questions about the places they visited. Hospitals in Texas Valley are preparing for what's ahead. Los hospitales están poniendo todos de acuerdo para Hospitals are coordinating among each other so we can all share resources. Reported in Hidalgo, Texas by Francisco Cobos, this is Josie Garcia for U News. 
The president of Brazil facing criticism for greeting supporters during a rally Sunday. Jair Bolsonaro said it was his duty to be with the people, even though days before he said it would be prudent to delay those same rallies due to the risk of spreading coronavirus. Bolsonaro says he tested negative for the virus after a trip to the U.S. with four members of his entourage testing positive. Worry and precautions are growing all over Latin America. In Colombia, numbers of confirmed cases are increasing at a much greater rate than places like Italy, Spain and Japan. Rafael Rodriguez explains how the country is trying to slow the spread. The rapid increase in the number of coronavirus cases in Colombia has specialists worried. We're seeing that it's very infectious and the infection rates are proving to be exponential. And it's increasingly clear that authorities are concerned in Italy. It took 23 days to reach 34 positive cases, Japan 25 days, and Spain 29 days. But in Colombia, that number, 34 positive cases, has taken only 10 days. And less than 48 hours later, that number had risen to 54 cases. How many will be infected? We don't know because the circumstances in this country are unique and the virus will try to adapt to whatever situation presents itself here. But there is some good news. The first few patients who tested positive have already been cleared of the virus. They took the test on March 5th, were confirmed positive on March 6th, and they kept themselves in isolation at home. For now, there have not been any deaths because of coronavirus in Colombia, and preventative measures have already been escalated. For example, many events have been canceled, whether they featured 500 people or 50. Many bars and nightclubs have temporarily closed, and large funerals have been restricted to a maximum of five people. These are steps we're taking to protect the Colombian population. At the same time, the government has placed purchasing restrictions on basic items, limiting the quantity of what can be bought now that officials have described various shortages, including a lack of face masks across the country. Reported by Yesid Baquero in Bogota, Rafael Rodriguez, U News. As retailers adjust to the coronavirus pandemic, Dollar General is accommodating seniors. Starting today, that retailer says it will let seniors shop by themselves for the first hour each day. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. And join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.